The Quest Network is proud to present Star Wars Off the Record. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Off the Record. We'll call this uh, episode 7.5. I am Eve Arwin, the first chair co-host now for for this uh, particular series on the Quest Gaming Network. Um, We eh, we got a couple things we want to tell you, but um, this is going to be a mini show, all right? And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, However, I am joined, as always, by Louis Olan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey Warren, hello everyone. How you doing? How you doing? Pretty Thanks good. for let me let me tell you something. Thank you very much for because this this whole thing is all impromptu. So thanks for you know clearing up your schedule or doing what you got to do to to make it here for our little mini show. Um, we're not live. It's just it's just you, me, and our faithful listener. Um, so it's it's just the three of us just hanging out. We're going to talk little little Star Wars. Um, first, I want to say that uh, this show is, is, is brought to you by DoghouseSystems.com uh, for the best computer gaming rigs out there, okay? You hear us talking about them all the time on, on uh, Skyrim Off the Record, and you'll continue to hear us tout them uh, each and every episode that we do. Why? Because they are, they are that great. They are an amazing, amazing company. Their, their uh, products are, are unbelievable. Bar none, um, I would say if you're going to go out there and you're really going to invest in a gaming computer, okay, go to doghousesystems.com. They've got unbelievable customer service. They're going to treat you like family, and they're going to give you an unbelievable product, and it's going to make look, make all of your games look solid, smooth, and beautiful. Doghousesystems.com. Plug in the code off the record, all one word, when you're there. All right, so, um, so here's here's what we're doing. Okay, we we are doing we are doing the Star Wars show every every other week. Um, however, if you listen to Skyrim off the record, you heard basically Joe hand over the the um, Star Wars off the record reins to me, and you know I was going to stay with the um, bi bi weekly or twice a month bi monthly uh, format of the show, and we are doing that. However. Uh, it, it this this is going to be an off week for us, and it doesn't feel right. So I want to throw something out there for you guys, you know. And if it if you like it, you know, uh, we'll do we'll do these mini episodes every off week. This is it's non scripted, okay? We didn't write anything, and we're not going to write anything. And that's the feel of the show that I want this to have. Uh, rather, it's the feel I want the show to have. I should say. Um, it's it's just it's Lou and I and it's you and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little Star Wars we're gonna talk about the game but we're gonna talk a little bit more more about the game we're gonna talk about Star Wars itself so in keeping with that um, I guess we should probably get started right Lou okay sounds good all right um, let me let me ask you just just between you you know between you and me what what do you what do you think about this this idea do you think this is cool do you think it's do you think it's silly what what do we got I think it's a good chance for for us to actually probably go into more detail, more in depth into topics that we may have touched in previous episodes or may want to bring up, but because of what we're focusing on yeah. for that show, you know, that particular day, you know, may not fit well or bring us over our time constraints that we want to put the show in. So 
good opportunity for us to follow in, you know, and, and just bring more of our view across. And this way, it's more personal because, yeah. uh, it, you know, if our listeners realize, um, you just mentioned, you know, we're not doing this with any sort of guideline, format, what have you. Yeah, we have a rough idea, but this is more off the cuff, more off the top of our head. And, and just so our listeners know, when we do our regular shows, whether it's Star Wars off the record or Skyrim off the record, no, it's it's unscripted. However, we do follow a format, an outline of topics we've discussed beforehand and wish to bring to the shows. Right. So at least we have that to follow along with the lore segments that I put out, that Mike and I put out, and, and what DN4, you know, Dave, Joe, and Arwen, what we all you know, put together on paper so we have something to read and something to go off of. And so there's structure there. Here is just more... Yeah, this is it. This is just Iran and I talking about the topics we want to go into detail with. So, yeah. That being said, I'm excited to be honest. I, I think I think this is going to be fun, and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully, the, you know, you listening, you agree, and uh, you'll tune in to our. I guess we'll, what, we'll call it the point five episodes or something like that. Sure, that works. Why not? Right? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to call it a mini episode because we we're we're quite loquacious. You know, we'll. <laughs> <laughs> we don't shut up to, to save our lives. <laughs> so, but I would like to keep it to you know twenty minutes, half hour show. Um, so we'll we'll see how that works. But uh, the e- editing, as far as I don't know, you know, no one really knows like what goes on behind the scenes over here with our shows and editing. But you know, we <clears throat> um, editing is is a is, and I just recently experienced this um, while while Joe's been on vacation. Man, is it a beast! <laughs> it is a beast and i'm not saying like you know we make so many mistakes that we have to you know take that stuff out because that you know a normal person would think like that's what editing was all about and and it is that is definitely you know probably about you know 40 percent of of editing but what i found out that 60 percent of this is is really just keeping the pace of the show alive um there's a lot that goes on in human conversation that doesn't translate well over the radio and it just you know you when you're listening to something on the radio you you become very well aware of dead air and not necessarily when you're talking to somebody when you're talking to somebody you're not aware of dead air because you're thinking about what they're talking about and you're ready to give off your your opinion as well so you're not thinking about you know the the dead spots um when editing you have to take a lot of that out but you have to remain, you have to keep some of it in as well because, you know, people naturally take breaths before they speak. So it has to sound natural. So <laughs> it's it's a crazy balance that you got to keep. And, um, you know, I, I, I liked it, to be honest. I, I find it really a lot of fun. Um, I'd say after about the third hour of, of taking, you know, dead air out and, you know, I've got another hour and 15 minutes ahead of me at least, you know, it gets a little old, but... <laughs> It's you know I enjoy it I enjoy the creative aspect that it leans towards and um, but the reason why I'm bringing all this up is because that this show I don't want to edit too much I want this to be you know like like you said Lou I want this to be give it that that personal feel um, and not, not that it's a different show it's just we're gonna I like that point five episodes uh, tag I like that right. So I want this to be personal. I want this to be, you know, you and me and the listener and, and some Star Wars. 
and uh, unscripted, un- barely edited, and, uh, and go from there. Okay. Um, be that as it may, all right, I don't know what I'm going to do in, in post, post-editing post with, with bumpers and whatnot. I'll probably keep a couple in. Um, so in any event, let's, let's, get to the, let's get to the one thing that, that we did want to discuss, uh, which I guess we could, we could call our, our news bit. Okay, and here we are in in the news. Um, we've got we've got one little piece here that we want to we want to go over, and that is the legacy system, developer dispatch legacy system. Um, Lou, when did when did this come out? I, this is the first. I'm seeing it today for the first time. Uh, see, uh, it's the 22nd. It's Thursday, the 22nd. Um, this this didn't come out today, did it? I am double checking here. right now, and I don't see anything. Yes, it did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Today. Today. Nice. So we're jumping wow. on that. Rather, uh, <laughs> we might be cutting our normal show at the knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, considering they're having maintenance tomorrow mm. for a few hours before the weekend starts. Yeah. Oh, let's let's um let's mention that. Do we do we have uh, hours as to because they they said they're taking uh, the servers down for four hours tomorrow on the twenty third, right? Right. It was like let's... two a.m. It was like two a.m. Central, something like that. Yeah, I think. Well, the block it's going to be is at least four hours. Right. Yeah. When they do stuff like this, it's usually well, no, not usually, but what I've seen, it's going to be just about four hours. Okay. And usually they keep it. They say four hours, but usually they keep it. They keep them down longer than that. Well, it depends what they're doing. In right. some cases, they've actually finished earlier. When they projected three, no, when they projected four hours or four to six hours, they've always come back within four or three hours. Um, I think they like to pad their time, mm-hmm. just in case anything else goes wrong, and that also allows them a bit of a buffer to catch any last-minute uh, bugs or glitches that may have slipped. Past uh, testing. Okay. So, oh, here we go. Let's Got see. It. Yeah. Um, it's going to start at two a.m. Central. Okay. All right. And then so by two a.m. Central until six a.m. Central. So for those on the East Coast, that's going to be from three to seven, three a.m. in the morning till seven a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. All right. They're going to deploy this patch. Okay. Any any ideas on what's going on with the patch? Did they say anything? No, they haven't put anything specific out there yet. All right. All right. So so there you go. You got you got. Uh, and by the time you know you're, you're listening to this, it, you know the the window that we're talking about is already come and gone. So hopefully, whatever patch they're implementing is uh, is constructive. I'm sure it's, right. it's, it's meaning to be constructive, but you know fallout from patches can can uh, cannot be constructive as we know with Warcraft. <laughs> right. If anything, we'll get the patch note sometime tomorrow, like tomorrow morning. Yeah. Or in the afternoon. All right. 
you'll hear you'll hear that next week. We'll we'll cover that. We'll cover that next week. Um, all right. So the the one thing that we wanted to cover right now was the uh, developer dispatch, the legacy system. Um, Lou, why don't we just why don't we just throw the? I mean, it's it's kind of a long video, but why don't we just throw the video on? You know, give them the audio for the video. Sure, that works. You want to do that? Yeah, so that way they get an idea. That way you're hearing directly from the developers themselves. You know, yeah. Wallace, <clears throat> Schubert, Olin, Erickson, all those guys. So Okay. Alright, yeah, let's do that. We're gonna we're gonna throw the audio up right now. That way in case we haven't seen it or didn't have a chance to watch the live stream or catch the feedback on the forums, this will give you a pretty good idea of what's coming up for the legacy system in one point two and that releases sometime in April. Yeah. And um, I saw this, you know, earlier in the day, and I actually got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let me pop this up. The legacy system was inspired by the fact that Star Wars is really it has a lot to do with family. In fact, one of the most famous family relationships in cinema is the relationship between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. There's a lot of fans out there who want to have their own Skywalker-type family tree. And the ability to create your own last name and to create essentially your own family dynamic I think is going to appeal to a lot of players. No one's really ever done uh, a system where your characters have these ties. People sometimes like to imagine that their characters are related to each other, but it's been a part of our design to actually really make that official since the very early stages of the game. In our system, you can actually build sort of that relationship tree and say, hey, this, this guy was the parent to this guy, and this guy was the brother to this guy, and this guy was the ally to this guy, uh, and, and sort of get a map of uh, how your legacy all relates to each other. There is a ton of content that you're not going to see on a single character with different things that are coming everywhere from the flashpoints, the eight different storylines, and all the different information. And the legacy is a way to tie everything together. A big part of what we're doing at Legacy is making it easier and more convenient to play your next character and the character after that. Because you've already spent this time with your main character, maybe there are some things that your next character learned from his father or from his mother that make your journey through the world easier the next time. You gain legacy experience points from doing the same activities that you gain normal experience points from. And those legacy experience points gain you legacy levels. As you go up in legacy levels, you unlock new abilities, you gain the ability to purchase other abilities, and these abilities change how you can play the game. Getting social points in the legacy system will now give you roleplay emote packages. So we went through the entire game and we found every great piece we had, and then we created some new ones. One of the things that we wanted the legacy system to do was have a little bit there for all the different type of players. And role-playing is no different. One of the most exciting things we're doing is species unlocks, which allow you, if you take a character to level 50 with a given species, then you'll be able to roll your next character as that species. So if you take a Sith Pureblood to level 50, you'll actually be able to roll a Sith Pureblood Smuggler or Jedi Knight because your father was a Sith, and so even though your character's on the Republic side, he's a Sith Pureblood. We're doing that for uh, every race and class combination. If you hit certain benchmarks in your class player story, we're going to give you unlocks that, for example, might allow you to, I don't know, force choke somebody while you're playing an agent. 
And we're going to have some good controls on that to be sure that it's mostly fun and mostly, you know, kind of toys. But at the same time, we really want to add some flair to the experience. It allows you to live out that fantasy. And I know a lot of fans have this fantasy of when, you know, you have someone who's not a Jedi or a Sith, but has an affinity for the Force. So if you create a bounty hunter that's a part of the legacy system where you have a high-level Jedi Knight, that bounty hunter might be able to use certain Force abilities that his parents had access to. One of the things you're going to start seeing drop throughout the game world is what we call Bind and Legacy Gear. There'll be items that are specifically restricted to your legacy that you can trade freely amongst the characters on your account. So, you know, it may bind when your Sith Warrior picks it up, but then he can mail it to your Imperial Agent character. That character can get sort of a head start with good gear uh, early on. For players who don't like to play multiple characters, they have their one character and, and that's the only character they're going to play. Uh, the legacy system still has benefits to them. You still gain legacy experience points, you still gain legacy levels, and those will still give you unlocks. I think I'm most excited about getting to see what combinations of unlocks people get and seeing these characters out in the wild. I'm, I'm excited to see Sith Purebloods on the, the Republic side and you know, Chiss Jedi Knights and see what players come up with as their personal fictions for, for you know, how this, this came about. We are constantly looking for ways to expand the legacy system. Not only new abilities that we can have, just new ways that we can bring legacy into the whole system. So I, this next version of the legacy system you have is, is really just the beginning. The legacy system is something we're going to support for years. Uh, we have a team that's entirely focused on continuing to add new abilities, new perks, and some other secret stuff I can't really give details about right now. But suffice to say, you're going to see new stuff in the legacy system for many, many months to come. Okay. All right, that's um, that's the whole the whole legacy the whole legacy system video that we got up as of uh, March March twenty second. Star Wars: The Old Republic now available. Okay, um, definitely go check out the video. I would I would say. Um, Look at it, all right, because they they definitely they show you a lot more than the audio can can support. Uh, you go to uh, swotor.com, s-w-t-o-r.com, in order to check out the video. Uh, Lou, what what do you what do you like? What do you dislike about about what's going on here? Well, it's got a lot of interesting features in terms of uh, it, it adds a nice element to the game where you can use your legacy XP to again gain abilities, perks what have you, uh, within the game itself. Uh, like, for example, I like the fact that you can use your legacy levels to unlock uh, the training dummies. Yeah. Right? Uh, and you can put these on your ship. Uh, I believe the first we can get uh, access to will just be a regular training dummy, meaning it'll be, I think it just represents regular mobs. And then I believe the next one up from that represents like an operations or a boss-type mob itself. And then, for those who PvP, um, you can use your PvP levels to actually unlock a uh, Warzone training dummy. So you can determine how well you do against uh, you know human opponents. Mm. So, yeah, so that's one thing I, I do like with that. Um, I like how you can now share uh, these certain abilities amongst the classes, uh, depending on how you arrange yourself within the legacy tree. 
Um, yeah, that that's one thing that and and unlocking the very you know the various uh, class uh, races, I should say, the various races. Uh, once you hit level fifty with that race, I'd say those those are two things I'm super excited about. Um, however, you know, and I, I know it's we spoke about this on the show. Um, I don't necessarily think that you know leveling one particular race up to fifty should allow me to and be the only way to allow me to unlock. You know, like you know, they gave the example of the Chiss uh, the Chiss race being available for the Jedi. You know, mm-hmm. and weren't aren't they implementing some kind of like micro transaction thing too for that? Um, yes, but before people panic, it's not going to be an, a real money transaction, folks. It's going to be an in-game money transaction, meaning you have to have credits already yeah. on your characters in order to unlock it. So for those who don't wish to or don't have the XP legacy XP levels necessary for these items perks abilities what have you hmm. if you've got the, if you have the credits um, you can you it is available for you to purchase yeah and it's, it's and a high depend- credit amount too it's like a million well yeah depending, what, depending on what you want you know some are small you know it's gradual hmm. obviously if you want a race unlock i'm going to assume that's probably going to be the one of the highest paid yeah things within the game itself and you it know, should be gonna carry yes and you, but I like that though. I like I like the fact that all right, they're they're gonna they're gonna make you go to fifty with a race, and then you can unlock that race, um, across all classes. I like that, but I also uh, more than that, I like the fact that they're saying not only are you gonna be able to unlock that race through through this way, but we're also gonna let you grind credits. You know, we're gonna. If you don't want to, if you don't want to do it that way, okay, then you can do it another way. And the way that we're gonna make you do it is by by forcing you to grind credits and unlock it in that manner. So it, it, at least it gives you, you know, two avenues to unlock that that race. So if you're totally into the Chiss race and you're totally into this, you know, role playing legacy thing, you can do it, and you don't have to take, you know, the character from one to fifty. So I that that's that's what I like about it too. One thing I got I got a little hung up over, and this is this is a small thing, and it's, it's my thing. It's a small thing, and it's not a game thing. It's just like you know we're dealing with <laughs> we're dealing with the same era in the game. How, you know how do I have one character that's that's you know a parent and another character that's you know a a, a child, and they're dealing with the same quests and the same people. You know, like there should be at least a twenty to thirty year span. <laughs> Right, that that's true. Yeah. Um, but like I said, that's my thing. It's a little thing, you know. That's me taking, you know, the RP way, you know, over the top. But you know, it's it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then again, you know, you really don't see, you know, that much of an age difference, or or, or age being really a, a a big factor in how things play out within the Star Wars universe. I mean, yes, you know, you'll have masters and Sith lords who. Are you know among you know they're along in their years, but they're still very potent, very powerful figures. Yeah, I mean, I would expect and, 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 that at least you're not gonna you're not gonna get the same quest from the same NPCs, you know, dealing with a you know from that your father got. <laughs> well, yeah, see, maybe that's something that they, they probably should have thought about uh, for continuity's sake. Because yeah. again, you know, if this is a story driven MMO, which it is, mm-hmm. okay, that's very important to them since it's, it's their forte. Then you would at least 
make sure that when you are going to put a system like this in place, uh, when you take a moment, step back, and realize, okay, you're right. How is it that, you know, if this character is my son, how are he and I doing the exact same quest, the exact same time, <laughs> at the exact same place on this planet? Yeah, uh, it yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Right? But like Again, I said. You know, that's creative licensing. You know, yeah. the games in themselves, we have to suspend, you know, our grip on reality, our, our, you know, our beliefs, you know, just to have fun with the game itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little thing, you know, but it can be a big thing. But you know what? If you have fun with it, go with it, you know? Mm-hmm. If you don't, you know, it's there if you want to use it. If you don't have to, though. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm super, super excited. I think um, I got, like, you know, two or three thoughts going on in my head at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm super excited about the legacy system, okay? I think it's going to do a lot more for the game than I think your average player realizes, and I think, let's say for sake of example, okay, this game is in danger of failing, which I don't think it is. I know there's a lot of people saying it. There's a lot of people saying it is not as well, okay? Um, but let's just say, okay, that this game is in, say, is, is, you know, in danger of failing, okay? I think the legacy system and the future of the legacy system is going to have a lot to do with with pulling this game out of out of that danger zone. I really do. I think there's there's a lot of things coming down the pike, especially in, in uh, patch 1.3, that is going to make make this game um, stand out in the in the MMO market. The legacy system, in and of itself, just the fact that and and here's another thing I like about legacy, just the fact that you can earn legacy XP while you're earning your normal XP, I think that's great. Yeah, it, it's a good system because other MMOs that have used something akin to EverQuest's uh, alternate advancement system, the AA system, to where you had to determine whether you wanted one or the other off or you determined you had to preset the percentages of what went to what. All right, so the player was forced to split between two or choose one or the other to work on uh, during the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, at least here with Star Wars: The Republic, the designers have said, you know, we're not going to to do that to the player. You know, we're not going to make them work twice as much for some feature. You know, for these features. Yeah. So, at least in this point, they've come up with a pretty good compromise, which is. You do a regular quest in the world, or the heroics, the flashpoints, operations, what have you, and you're going to get a percentage of the XP you're gaining from that. You know, will be contributed directly towards your legacy, which is good. Yeah. You know, so if you're half to fifty, then you know it's automatically going to go to your legacy. But if you haven't reached level cap, then you know if you've earned eleven thousand XP from turning in this one quest chain, then you know you're going to get at least four, maybe five thousand legacy XP from that. You know, so it's a good compromise. I like how they put it in place. Yeah. You know, the player doesn't have to do anything about it. They don't have to worry about it. It's there. Okay. All right. Let's let's switch gears a little bit here. I want to go to the the uh, community Q and A for March sixteenth, twenty twelve. It's last week. I know it was last week. And you know, tomorrow they'll they'll probably release a, a new one, and we'll we'll cover that on the the uh, the normal the normal tour show. 
Um, but there's there's a couple of questions in here that the, the whole thing fascinates me, to be honest. But um, <clears throat> not this particular week, but just, just the fact they do the community Q&A um, fascinates me in, in general. But there's, there's a couple of things in here that I, I'd like to I'd at least like to throw out. Um, number one is the question, and I don't, you know, you should probably uh, you should probably check this out. Okay, again, it's on Um You may want to you know give these a look over because they, they do release some pretty interesting information on here. Uh, first question that, that I have for you uh, that I, that I saw here that I liked was: Say I get a chist to level fifty. Now that species is un- is unlocked for all other classes. So if I make a chist on the Republic side, then delete the level fifty chist. What would happen to my Republic version? Or if I delete it before making another character of that species, does it become permanently unlocked even if the level 50 species is deleted? And the answer to this question was, you keep you keep your chess and you also keep the ability to create new chess. This ability is now permanently unlocked on that server. So I like that. Um, Lou, did you did you see any any other questions here on the community Q&A that, that you thought was interesting? Um, not as of yet, because let's see. Can I, can I pull that page as well? Yeah. What, what I what I liked about this is is that it there you know there's there's obviously people out there that's got questions about you know the the legacy system and, and how it's going to apply and you know does you know if I make if I make a, a character and take him to fifty and I unlock that race you know and then what happens if it gets deleted? So I liked I definitely liked that question because it it gives you an, an insight as to you know what Bioware's thinking is regarding regarding you know the the unlock and and the legacy system and how it's going to work. Let's see. Will it be possible to exchange lower level planet accommodations for higher level accommodations in the future? Um, I thought that was a great question because I was wondering that myself. And the answer to this is it's something we had in testing, but took out as it led to a majority of players not spending any accommodations and just uptrading them, <laughs> which defeats the purpose of the accommodation system. <laughs> I can see us reopening this topic a while down the road, maybe in context of discussing something like the much requested legacy bank. They're not closing the door to uptrading your commendation points, uh, your com- but they're not necessarily dealing with it, you know, right now. Right, and I can see where that's, you know, that it's an issue of concern for some players because, like myself, you know, I have a, you know, few fifties and. On some of these planets, when you get involved in the quests and so forth, you do earn quite a bit of commendations. Mm. And yeah. I, mean, I feel like I'm turning up um, like a ton of them on Balmora. Right. You know, on some planets, you earn more than others, but the bottom line is eventually you're going to outlevel those commendations. So now what do you do? You quested on Balmora, for example, and now you've got. You know, sixty plus combinations. You've used a bunch already to upgrade yourself. What was available there on the planet, whether it's the equipment or the mods, yeah. modification combinations vendor, and yeah, maybe you've geared out and you know obtained stuff for your companions as well that you have at that point. Fine, but then at the end of the day, you're still stuck with a surplus, okay, which you can't get rid of. All right, there's no way for you to trade them back for anything. Yeah. And so they just take up pretty much space on your currency tab on your inventory sheet. I've got like 
I've got like 25 Tython commendations. You know, so, yeah, <laughs> what does a player do? I mean, it just sits there doing nothing. There. <laughs> you know, it, it's a good question. Hopefully one day they will redress that. Maybe, fine, uh, some sort of compromise. Turn them in for cash, for credits. Yeah, you know, something, something at something, least. Something that the player can use to... You know, get rid of them if they if they want to. You yeah. know, because you know what this represents to me is every time I open up my, you know, my my window there and and see all the accommodations that that I you know it doesn't make sense for me to spend. It represents to me work that I've received compensation for, and it means nothing. Right. <laughs> That's what that I mean, is. That, you, you got an accommodation, <laughs> but whether you you know you've already obtained everything you needed. Yeah. Or in some cases, you may have already outleveled the equipment modifications available to you on that planet, or shortly when you got to that planet, so you didn't need them anymore. But you bought, you know, you got them anyway because they're quest rewards, right? You know, or they may be random drops from mobs, so you got them. All right. So um, again, you know, what does the player do with them? Lou, did you did you have a question that on here that you wanted to feature? Well, no, a little quick on there. The quick bars, extra quick bars. Tony Damien, yeah, they they want to do an OETA. Um, I mean, I previewed, I've seen the UI changes that they're coming up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good start, uh, but I've always, as I've always stated since day one with the with the show, I would have definitely preferred the freedom of Rift's UI system. Okay, it, it just it just works, <laughs> plain and simple. The fact that the developers over at Tryon gave the player total free choice to move, resize everything and anything on their UI so it suits them. You know, it suits their tastes, you know? Yeah. And then to copy that that format onto your next character that right. you've just created, which, by the way, I learned late in the game. I think I've been playing the game for like five months or so, and I think you showed me that. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that yeah, you can import that across all your characters, you know, yeah. on, actually on any server. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's you know, I'll grant I'm not a programmer, so I, I don't know how it's how it's how it's hard for me to create. But you know what? This may seem like a little thing. Uh, so to people, like a little quality of life thing, but for those who really like tight control or, or a clean UI that works for them. That's fine. You right. know, let's, let's get that going. And, well, the one thing I, I did like to mention, too, the barbershop feature that people brought up during the Guild Summit. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Okay. And, again, if you go to the, the notes they posted here in the Q&A, and uh, Damien Schubert was the one who answered this one, was, are there plans? Yes. He gives the, the answer is yes. Anytime soon, the answer is no. All right. Um. It's not high in their priority queue right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great feature. Um, I think they should do it eventually because every other MMO out there now does it. <laughs> okay, allows for it. Okay, even the big monster out there, you know, World of Warcraft allows that. Yes, did World of Warcraft come late to the game? Yeah, but you know what? They've got it now, okay? Right. You know, they had it for a while, and now uh, players coming from that, from that game... Um, will expect or you know would like to see something like that in new games that they're drying out. You know they'd like to they like that freedom of hey you know what uh, I play this character from one to fifty uh, he or she looks like this but now that I'm level sixty I got new armor new weapons I want to change the look to reflect 
the stuff I've got. You know, and it's a great thing. You know, it it, it builds more personalization between the player and their characters. You know, their avatars. Yeah, I I remember when they first de- when Warcraft first debuted um, their barbershop in uh, Wrath of the Lich King. The first thing I did was now I, I had I had my paladin um, since about launch, about launch I'd say. I had been playing that same character, and I remember thinking to myself like, okay, you know, now it's 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 a new expansion, it's the third expansion. I've been playing this game for several years. Let me let me run out there to this new barber system, barbershop thing, and let me give him like some gray hair to like kind of make him look like you know he's an older character. And, uh, you know, it was a small thing. It was a little thing. It was, it was my thing. But the thing is, is that, you know, I, I, I got a little attached to my, my character. Like, you know, I gotta be honest and especially seeing him, you know, kind of grayed and, you know, I didn't keep the look, you know, I eventually went, went back, you know, several months later and, and, and retooled it, um, but you know, it, it it made me feel a little more a little more connected to my character, and and uh, you know, I got attached to my character a little bit more. And people definitely get attached to their characters after playing, you know, for for years on end. And something like a barbershop system kind of you know enhances that that connection that a you know a person feels to their to their character. You know, um, which is kind of weird if you think about it. I don't know why that happens. It happens for me, and I know it happened to Jenny. She she kind of got that way too with her paladin. Um, every time she would, you know, run to the to the barbershop to to uh, change her her look up a little bit, it was always I don't know. It, it it brought out a sense of pride, you know, like look what I did and look at how great you know he or she looks now and you know it's it's a way of you know getting attached to your character a bit more and. I kind of wish the game launched with it, but at the same time, like it's not—it's not game breaking for me. I don't care. I—I re- I really didn't miss it, to be honest, until they started mentioning like it's not there. Uh, probably, probably because I, I didn't see it in Rift. So, but in any event, like you know, I'm glad they're coming out with it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, one day soon, maybe sometime later on this year, they'll they'll let us see what they've got planned for it. So, yeah, toss it in there. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's let's stop it there. You know, I really appreciate everyone for you know uh, hanging on and 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 listening um, to you know to Lou and I just kind of chatting a little bit about about some Star Wars. Um, I am going to jump into tour, and by the way, uh, I didn't mention this, and I, I thought this was this was amazing. Um, lightsaber throwing, lightsaber throwing is awesome, and I love every bit of it. <laughs> Oh, did you just get that on your Sentinel? I did, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was uh, I was running around Balmora, and I was like, I got to use this thing. I have to use this thing. So I, I opened up with it, and you just see the lightsaber go chucking across, you know, a good, you know, a good couple of yards, and and <laughs> I hit a I hit a droid with with it, and I was like, yeah, and I jumped on him, and it was great. And Kira jumped on him. And it was a good moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, throwing the lightsaber, I recommend it. So, all right, Lou, thanks for thanks for hanging out with me and doing this little impromptu point uh, five show. No problem, anytime. Look forward to doing more of them. Yeah, yeah, this is a good time. I enjoyed it. So, all right, thanks everyone for uh, for tuning in. Uh, take care. We'll see you. We will see you next week for Star Wars: The Old Republic, Star Wars Off the Record, Episode Eight. 
that will uh, debut, I believe, episode uh, Thursday the 29th is, is when we're going to do that show. So in the morning, around 1030 in the morning, uh, we'll have a live stream up. It'll be me. We're going to try. Um, things are things are kind of weird right now. We're not sure if we're going to have a third chair for that show. Uh, we're going to try. Uh, Lou, it may, it may be you and me. Okay. That might be frightening. Well, well. <laughs> We'll make it work. <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll we'll do that. So, um, and again, you know, it, it, this show is going to be what it is. You know, we uh, I'm gonna I want I want to keep it feeling raw. So, you know, I'm not going to edit too much, if at all, and uh, and we'll go from there. I'll have to see how it sounds. If um, if you want to email us, you can email us at starwarsoffthericord at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us at Star Wars O T R. Or me, I am at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. And Lou is at GamerGuy, G-A-M-E-R, 11B. G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y, 11B. Star Wars Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production. And as always, may the Force be with you. Take care, guys. Be safe. Take care, everyone. See you all again next week. (laughs) 